What's good, y'all? My name is Jonathan Dumas, and this is the Real Talk with Dumas podcast. We have real conversations with the people I see every day because we don't know what we miss until we miss them. And y'all, I have another dope episode for you. I cannot wait for Effie to drop some gems for us, but I have a few reminders to remind you of on ways to support the show. As always, number one, like, subscribe, share, and leave a review. It really helps folks discover the show. Number two, follow RTWD on IG at RTWD Podcast. And number three, and most importantly, by financially supporting the show, because as I always say, this thing ain't free. You can support the show in two ways. Number one, you can buy me a coffee donate one time it's really really helpful keep me going keep me energized and number two join our patreon page join the real fam you can join at any tier that is comfortable to you from three dollars all the way up to like i think 25 that is a wonderful wonderful way to support the show shout out to samantha gabrielle tanya top shelf gaming nikolai all of y'all that are in the real fam i really really appreciate you thank you so much all right, now on to my guest this week. I am joined by Effie Frucci. Effie has over 10 years of experience as a career and confidence coach and is dedicated to building confidence and unleashing the potential in women. With an extensive background in female empowerment and a decade long career that expands over several industries, including business, hospitality, and biotechnology, just to name a few, her main goal is to help women build the confidence needed to accomplish their career and life goals. Effie and I chat about a thriving mindset, focusing on our goals and taking action each day to make our dreams a reality. Y'all know I love connecting with fellow coaches because uh, let's just be honest, I learn something too every single time and I am really, really excited to get into this conversation. So, all right, enough from me, y'all. Here's Effie. Effie, how are you doing? Thank you so much for joining. How are you? Thank you, Jonathan. I am blessed. I'm good. I go. I know. I just woke up. It's ten. It's ten twenty-two out here in Vancouver. So it's Saturday. I'm happy. I'm here. I'm excited for our conversation. But most of all, I'm blessed. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's ten twenty-two down here in Southern California too. So oh, we're on the good. same. Yeah, we're on the same. Yeah, we're on the same time frame. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's always good. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Absolutely. I think we met during, we met through the Black Speaker Collection, shout out them. And so, yeah, we got connected there. We talked a little bit, had a good chat. So I was like, yo, I got to get you on the pod. (laughs) So I just read your your bio, but I would love for you to kind of like, you know, share a little about who you are, a little about your journey. Yeah. Just introduce yourself to the Royal Fam. Who is Effie? Man, this is this is an interesting one. So many people have been asking me this weekend, but uh, I'm a I'm a woman that wear many many hats, and I'm grateful mm. for that because I am so passionate about a lot of things on this world, uh, in this world. But what I do, the three things that I have my focus right now, and the first one is my organization. So I run a nonprofit called Odihi, and what we do is we provide access to education as well as create career opportunity for. Viper girls and women to be able to tap into their fullest potential. And we do so through mm-hmm. educational workshops, events, social impacts, as well as coaching programs. And then we're also running a festival, the first festival of the year with the Council of New Westminster, which is where we live in uh, BC. And it's called On Your Block. So we're bringing communities together. And it's just an extension of what ODH is about, creating mm-hmm. unity, peace, and just helping people understand and learn more from the diverse talents 
culture background and creatives that we have on the block, really. And if I'm not doing that, I'm working as a career and confidence coach uh, for my business, the coaching element. Again, supporting women. I work with a lot of women that have either gone off to have babies and now they want to return back into the working environment. I work with professionals who are transitioning in their career. As a woman that worked as a scientist a few years back and then transitioned into tech myself, I see that potential in a lot of people who want to do a similar thing coming from, you know, from a science background and going into tech. So helping them really understand that path and creating a roadmap for them to be able to confidently go into those working environments and succeed. So it's helping them build a career roadmap, build their confidence, and also working with clients one-on-one that just want to work on their own self-esteem, build a thriving mindset. And I tell them my job is to help you activate your motivational driver, is to help you realize that you can validate your life. I'm just here to help you remind you, like remind you and just push that button so you can go out into the world knowing that with your mouth, with your talent, with your skills, you can save yourself anywhere, anytime, right? And that's the key. And then finally, I work at Accenture as a consultant. Again, that's been going on for the past three years, helping out pharmaceutical companies, taking that understanding as a scientist, previously in gene and cell therapy, now applying it into a technology world. But I'm looking to go into the IND space as well and having those difficult conversation of how we can change the culture within so you can actually reflect as well outside and helping more black women to be able to gain an opportunity and work in a firm like such as a central anywhere else. So having those difficult conversations is one of my, uh, my biggest thing. I'm stubborn. I always, you know, shake things up a little bit. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. And I love talking to high, multi-hyphenates because I feel like there's sometimes the way I grew up, I was like, I need to just do one thing. But I was always passionate about so many other things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so I, I love this idea of just like, yo, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Start my own yes. nonprofit. Do this festival. Consult. Coach. You know what I'm saying? Listen, um, yes. Yeah. It's I, I absolutely love it. I love yes. that for you. And I encourage that attitude that very much. And I tell a lot of my clients, do not focus on one path, right? Because mm-hmm. as a woman of faith, I truly believe that God has multiple purposes for us. Mm-hmm. Purposes extends and expands as we also evolve over the years, right? My yeah. career started cleaning toilets and then it went into mm-hmm. working as an assistant. And then I became a chef at a team and worked in this prestigious hotel for a few months, it got to cater for fancy people. And then it was back again to 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 being a hotel manager and all that things, right? So it doesn't matter where you're where, where you're coming, it's like how you're starting your journey or what sort of path you want to go into. Just remember mm-hmm. that whatever your circumstances, whatever your situation put you in, every single thing there will teach you something for your future self. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. everything I've learned since I started working at 14 has propelled me to where I am now. And that's one thing that I treasure and I'm grateful for because it's opened me up to realize that I just don't have one talent or one potential. I have many talents. It's up to me to nurture them accordingly into a season, into a time where they all fit into, you know, into, into my life. So don't be so afraid if you feel like you have all these things that you want to do. Document them because a day would come where you want to absolutely take like ownership of one of them or all of them at the same time. And you find people along the way that really helps you. So I love that for people. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think even too, like, I don't know if it is the same for everybody else, but for me, I always had like this sense of like time, like I'm losing time. Or if I'm saying no to this one thing or saying no to these other things that like, I can't do this thing. 
but like realizing, yo, like even as you just said it, Epi, like you've done so many other things all and all throughout your life, and there's still so much more to come. And so like when we're open, when we're when we're willing, how can we like allow those things to come to us? How can we go after those things that we want to do? How can we develop skills to like do those things that like challenge us? You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, it's just like, it's just this, this idea of time that we're losing time that we're, we're missing out. It just like comes, I believe from like scarcity, but if we go from scarcity to abundance, right. It's from surviving to even thriving. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a game changer when we view life that way. It's a new level. It's the next level. Right. And and yes, I think you're not wrong in, in, in saying that. And I appreciate you being honest about it because a lot of people are afraid to admit it, right? That they have those sort of concern. And rest assured, I would tell you this, that you got 24 hours in a day. It's mm-hmm. up to you to decide how you want to allocate things that matter to you in those 24 hours. You're capable of that, right? So for example, I tell my younger clients, if you know that social media is going to distract you because you're watching somebody else's life, like fly off and you feel like yours is way behind. That's me challenging you to take a 48 hours break. Maybe go off for a couple of weeks. See how that feels. See what happens in those period. Did you take out a note? Did you change? Did you focus on actually living life in the real world? Did you reconnect with people? Did you even find out more about yourself that you're passionate about? Because time is fleeting. We understand that. But it's also a priceless commodity that nobody can purchase more of, right? So what you can do with your time, as a human being, we're all capable of that. We all have the power of choice. I said this as well in my book, Faith Over Fear. We have the power of choice to decide how our lives turn out because time is there. You got 24 hours. With me, I have so much going on on the back end, but I make sure that I cater to my passions because that matters to me. So if it matters to you, you're always going to find time to do something. You're always going to find time to connect with your friends, to your, with your family. It's your choice. It's your decision. And you have to be dedicated. You have to be consistent with it. And you also have to be very clear. And how do you get clear? You write down your goals. You write down your vision. You write down what you really want to achieve and the impact you want to make in this world. Because when you have that, like I always say, it gives you direction. And that right there is the first step of your roadmap. This is the exact exercise that I gave to some of my clients. Go away. Think about all those things. Write it down because that will give you direction with anywhere that you want to go into your life because you already have all those things written down, right? And you're chasing after those dreams that are calling you super loud, super clear, but you already have it documented. So you don't lose it, right? Because life happens. Things happen. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that idea of like even documenting it, right? Because like, like you said, if life happens, things happen and like, you can lose yourself in like the everyday, right? Yeah, absolutely. And if you have that thing that you can come back to every single day, your goals, your dreams, your aspirations, the things you really that are important to you, like you can always come back to them and, and remind yourself like, yo, like this is what I'm doing this for. And exactly. if you even get off course, right, it'll bring you back. <laughs> it'll bring you back. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I ain't, I, I'm not going to say like I, I got ADHD sometimes of just like, yo, like my mind goes absolutely everywhere, especially working from home. <laughs> Uh, especially working from home. So I, I, I love that idea too. And that's one thing that I tell my clients too, of like, what are your values? What is important to you in whether you're finding a job in, you know, if you're thinking about going back to school in making some kind of change in your life, 
what is valuable to you and what are you yes. going to do to make sure that everything around you, boundaries that you set, the people that are in your life, the job that yeah. you have, the things that you're giving your time to, your everything, right? Your attention to, are they giving to that goal? Are they giving to your values? Are they, are they rooted in that or are they taken away from it? And there was somebody else I talked to who said there's like a must have list and a like to do list. And <laughs> there are a lot of people that have like important, valuable passions and things that they want to do on their like to do list. And if they're mm-hmm. on a like to do list, you will not, you will not, like you said, do everything you can to make those things happen. Like, cause yes. if it's important to you, you're going to make those things happen. Right. Yes. And those things that you want to make happen need to be on that must to do list. Absolutely. Right. Cause people write What is it called? The bucket list that, you know, like, yeah, yeah. they see the maker so it's exactly the same thing when it comes to your career when it comes to dating when it comes to your relationship these are things that i personally do because i feel like it's awesome to do a life audit the same way people do it in their Mm. organization why can't you have the same for your life right i do personally way too many audits in my life because it also helps me to understand my emotions like my feelings right because i went through a season of of, of of deep grieving after losing someone so important in our family. And I lost mm-hmm. days, I lost weeks, I lost even remembering what day was. Like, you know, is it Monday, is it Tuesday and so on. So it's good to, as a person, as you want to evolve as someone who really wants to do so much in this world, to do a life audit of your life and just make sure that you're looking at things that works for you. And like you said before, your values, what are your priorities? What do you stand for? Right. What is, what, what dreams are calling to you the most that you want to pursue and take a look at those things. Like which one are you doing right now? You know, with your life, which one are your friends helping you with? Which one are your community helping you with? Who is in your networking map that can help you? If you need to diverse your networking map, go right ahead and start putting those things in place. Networking through LinkedIn, events, all these different things. All of that, when you're auditing your life, you can be able to see the gaps, right? Things that are not working for you, or perhaps even things that you've been dragging for years, and you can notice which one and decide which one you're going to let go because it no longer serves a purpose. So it's so important. So that way you don't spend all your life and then get to a particular stage or something triggers something negative, And then you're thinking all along, like, my gosh, how did I miss this? Or feeling as if you've actually been left behind because you never spend time understanding who you are. That's what a life audit challenges you to do. It helps you re- get, like, get reconnected with who you are from the very core. So you can actually look at yourself really deeply and see what works, what isn't working and really define who am I, you know, Mm. who am I in this world? What is my identity? And that's something that everybody needs to know because it ties in with when we go outside, when we work. So people don't give you a label that you just absorb and you, you feel like you have to become that version, but knowing yourself, knowing your triggers, knowing what works, knowing your values, your priorities, they set you up for success really. And again, this is you building a roadmap to is the future that you want, to is this dream that you're having. You're setting all these things in place to create a solid foundation for yourself, for your career, for your marriage, for your friendship, for everything in your family. So it's really good. I challenge people all the time, even my friends, to do that because the life audit, it will save you a lot of tears in the future. And I, what, what I would add to that is every year when I turn a new age, I write myself a letter. And I've been doing this, I think, since I was 18 or even early on. Why? Because I want to see that girl. I love, 
I love letters. I want to see what my life was like as an 18 year old. I'm going to pull all those things out when I'm 90 and I will look back at them and look at all the things that I was absolutely either crazy about, happy about, sad about at all these different ages. Right. And for me, that's my audit. It's been an audit that I've been doing since 18. So just imagine all the stories, all the different version of Effie that people are going to see, their grandchildren are going to see. And I encourage everybody to do that as well. Like write yourself a letter and describe Mm -hmm. what has happened to you, some of the highlights, the disappointments that has happened to you in that year leading up to that birthday. And then end it with some sort of a wish, a prayer, an expectation or a challenge of what you would want to do for this following year that you've just entered. And then at the end of that year, you can look and see, did you accomplish it? And if not, Mm -hmm. maybe you set yourself a timeline and a goal to go do so, right? Before you Mm -hmm. actually turn the new age. So I call it, it's a fun activity for me because I want to look back and see what I've been doing. Like what was upsetting me or what day I decided not to go to work or I was unhappy or I was sad or I made, you know, something great in my work. It's so good to have a trace of something about your life that you would never forget because you've documented it some way. And if you don't like writing, maybe actually consult a voice note. Just send yourself a voice note somewhere and save it on your Google Drive or somewhere where you can then replay it or do a video, one minute video and see and just talk into it. So there are different ways that you can do an audit and capture your life here on earth. Absolutely. I I love that idea. And I've done that before where it's like, I've wrote myself a letter, you know, and it was, and it emailed itself to me. I cannot for the life of me remember the the website, but like I typed out this like thing, this, this letter to myself and it automatically sent it to me a year later. And it was really wild. Like of the things and expectations that I have for myself, what I was going through at that time. And actually to see some of the things that I accomplished and also some of the things I didn't accomplish because mm-hmm. of just where I was at at that time, right? Exactly, exactly. Where I was dreaming a little too small, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or 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 my expectations of what I wanted just were not really aligned with where mm-hmm. I was going, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so like to have that perspective and look back, that really is like a game changer to like see and just yeah. like compare of like, yo, how am I growing? What does development <laughs> look like? What does development look like here? And I think okay. even an appointment, an important thing that, that you pointed out and what you were saying with that letter is like jot down even some of the disappointments, some of the mm-hmm. shortcomings, some of the things you haven't yes. done. Because yes. like, I feel like we just like, even in the social media era, we want to like give off all these highlights and like, mm. it's dope. I love seeing people's highlights, but I think when the the person that's looking at it or viewing it, like we're, we're tricked into believing that everybody's having like amazing times with their lives and it's not yes. always true. And so like mm-hmm. for us, to like have perspective and realistic expectations of like growth and mm-hmm. evolution of, of ourselves and goals and all that stuff is like to actually really look and examine and take it and interrogate some of those things that like, yo, I, I missed the mark here. I messed up here. And it, and, yeah. and how valuable like doing that is. I, I love this idea of like a, a life audit. And I, and mm-hmm. let me, let me even like back up just a little bit. Cause I would love for you to like even outline just a little bit because I want to really spend some time talking about like this thriving mindset too. Cause I feel like that's really honing in on that. But like mm-hmm. for doing a life audit, like if you were to break it down step by step on to do a life audit for somebody or even like just like a capture a time in our lives, how would mm-hmm. you break that down to like a, a coaching client or, or a friend or a family member? How would you explain that a life yeah. audit to them? Yeah, no, for sure. I think the first thing I always start Asking people before you do your life audit, ask yourself, what is the end goal? Mm. Right? What is the end goal? What do you want to get out of this exercise? 
at the end? Is it because you want to do a life goal to have more clarity for transitioning career or you want to do a life audit in terms of finding yourself a suitable partner? Is it a life audit for just more, you know, putting yourself in a better place, having a, a thriving mindset like we talked about? So maybe prioritization of positive talk mm. and daily affirmation or whatever it may be, but have an end goal because that would, again, help you with redirecting your thoughts to ensure that you don't get pulled or get distracted by things that don't matter. So when you have that end goal, and I'll take one, for example, if it's to do with your career and you want a promotion and you're thinking, okay, don't know why it's not happening. Perfect. Let's do a life audit for that. So you take a pen or a paper notes, whatever it is you're comfortable with, and then you write down what exactly it is that you want to achieve. So you already know what the end goal is. I want to actually progress in my career. If there's a promotion, particularly, how do I get that promotion? What do I need to do personally to help me be prepared? And you talked about it earlier. What sort of skills do you need to acquire to be considered for those sort of promotion? And number three, or just again, add into that list. Have you even made it clear to people around you? at work that you want that promotion? Do people know that you want that promotion? Because you got to speak your wants out sometimes out loud. So people know that you're thinking about it because somebody's not going to offer you an eye, Jonathan, and be like, Oh, somebody's just going to walk into this podcast and be like, Oh, here's a, a milkshake. I, I didn't ask them. They will know that I need it. Right. If we yeah, don't speak, close mouth, don't get fed. Exactly. If we don't speak yep. about what we want, and the same thing if you're a person of faith, if you don't ask God what you want, he knows what you need. He knows that before you even became an actual human form. He knows everything about you. But if you don't ask him, what did he say? Ask him, you should receive. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing in real life. If you don't ask yourself, you don't tell people, you wouldn't know what is available to you. Perhaps they've been thinking about it for a while. That's, oh, yes, maybe we should consider her for this promotion. But they don't think that you're even interested. So they've yeah. never brought it up to you. So all those things you got to consider. So, yeah, have your thoughts. Document what you want that end goal to be. And then start walking your way backwards again. Who am I? What are my values right now? And in this particular career, what have I learned so far? What have been challenging for me so far? Write all those things down. What have I been good at? What are my motivational drivers when it comes to this particular career and this path that I want to go on? And with this promotions, what are going to, what are the things that are going to motivate me to want to deal with for the next two, three, four years, right? I'm not talking a lifetime. I'm just talking maybe three, six months or even two years. What is the timeline that you're hoping this promotion would be yours for, right? Because it's good for you to have your own timeline. So people don't expect you to walk beyond the years that you actually wanted to go in first. Again, that way you can check yourself that you're not walking on someone else's schedule, but you're walking on your own schedule and timeline for your lives and your needs. So write those things down. Okay, I want to do this promotion for two years because my eyes are set on that other level. Awesome. Then you document that. And now you're looking at your personal skills. Like what are your personal professional skills that you can actually look or I don't know, elevate to help you be a better candidate, right? And then when you take a look at all of this, if there's some things that you need to do uh, or uh, or a particular course that you need to take to help you be whatever that promotion is, for example, go get it, go get it done. You know, Udemy, free courses online, or even look within your organization. Is this something they can train you on? And then you move on to the next stage, right? Who am I going to talk to about this promotion? Because you've already done all your homework about yourself, 
You've done what mm-hmm. you need to do first to make sure as a person, as a professional, you're ready. So you can now bring all these thoughts to somebody else. Is he my manager? Is it a hiring manager? Is it my supervisor? And then you can tell them about what you've been doing. This is what I've been looking at. I've acquired the skills. I've spruced up my resume, my LinkedIn. I've done all this self-work, all this professional work. And I just wanted to come and tell you now and say, okay, this is literally what I want. How do I get it? And how can you be my yeah. sponsor work to help me get closer to that dream? And that's where the real game starts. And then you're telling them at this point again, because you know what the timeline is for that promotion. You're saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to have this by the end of the year because you're putting things into action. You're letting them know that yeah. you're serious about it. I just don't want you to promise me it's going to come. But I'm thinking I want it by December on this date, if possible. Yeah. Or well, if you know the end line or the end date for that, I want it to happen before then or by then, you know, so that way they know that you're serious and they can walk to that timeline. You're challenging them because you're challenging yourself because now you've put them on the spot to make it happen and not just be word, word, words, but following through with actions. And then you leave it up to them, but you continue nonetheless to be assertive, to be looking at what more you can do on the side. That's all personal audits when it comes to your career. And then you're just looking at other people as well within your network that can continue to fuel you, that can continue to empower you and continue to help you learn. So that way, what you're not learning outside of your work, you're also learning, you know, what you're not learning inside of your work, sorry, you're learning outside of your work and then you can bring that back in as well and show those people as well what you're capable of. That's what really matters. And then you're walking towards that goal because you have that visual, you have the direction, you have the roadmap, and now you're letting people also help you propel forward. That's some of the key steps that I would definitely say. That's how you do a life audit when it comes to changing your career. But like I said, have the end goal and then you would know, it would come to you, the things that you need to put into place before you actually take that leap. Because you need to know that as a person, that you're ready for it. Because yeah. I will say this and end it here on this note. You have to be careful with what you ask yourself or what you ask God or whoever it is that you worship. Be very careful with that because if you're not in a place to receive, If God should give it to you, like I've learned since the start of this year, God gave me so many things from January, but I was not prepared, Brother Jonathan. I was not Mm. prepared. I was so surprised. I was even upset because I was not in a place mentally, physically to receive God's blessing. And Mm. guess what happened? I was disappointed because I was distraught. I was like, oh my God, it's finally happening, but I don't have a place. I don't have a space. I don't have the time to receive Mm. it. Now, whose fault is that? Mine. Not God, because he already told me he's going to give me all these things in my life. But I wasn't ready. I was not positioning myself to receive. So that's exactly how everything is when it comes to doing the life audits. It helps you ensure that by the time everything you set out to achieve arrives, that you as a person are ready to receive it so you can enjoy it to the fullest potential and how it was meant for you to enjoy it. So be cautious. Do the yeah. work. It's scary. Do the work. Remain consistent. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. And like you said earlier, you see all these people's highlights. Mine is as messy as they come. It goes up and down. And I try not to tell people, and I try not to give people this illusion that it is beautiful and perfect and easy. It is not. It is hard work. And I have a lot of stress and I have a lot of therapy session. Mm-hmm. I'm here with a lot, a lot of God session in my nice yeah. little circle of praying and asking and asking for direction. But Know yourself, know what you want, have a visual of where it is that you're going to and know the kind of people in your circle and community that are helping you to get there and to stay on that path and ensure that if there are people not helping you grow a thriving mindset, challenging you, helping you believe in yourself more, then you got to remove some dead weight and make sure that you're moving forward with people who really truly believe for mutual success. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I love like just like how you can apply that thing to just like that framework, those steps to everything in your life, like just outside of just career, you can apply that to like getting a new car or, you know, (laughs) going to school or whatever. Like it's literally (laughs) applicable. It's like literally applicable. And so, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's, I I like that of, of of the idea of like staying ready. So you don't have to get ready. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it is, I've felt that before where like, you know, I just was not prepared for the things that like, I've been asking for, I've been wanting, I've been like, believe that I was prepping for. And when some of those mm-hmm. things finally happened, I was just like, oops, <laughs> you know, I, f- I fumbled the bag, you know, I fumbled the ball. But what I have learned is like, you, again, going back to what we said, using those opportunities of like shortcomings, when we weren't yeah. prepared, we weren't, when we weren't there yet, as an yeah. opportunity to learn, all right, mm-hmm. what can I do next time? Because this is definitely, it happened once. And I know, and I'm going to, you know, manifest it, pray it into existence, any, any, and all those things that mm-hmm. this is going to happen to me more times in my life to come. Mm-hmm. Right. And so right. how can I prepare now and use this as an opportunity for growth and not as an opportunity as a setback or anything like that, but like, yo, sure. how can I continue to move forward in this? And that's what I have done. You know what I'm saying? Like now I'm, I, I'm not going to say like, I'm, I got it all figured out. But like at this point, you <laughs> know, know what I'm saying? Like at this point, I'm just like, I'm not going to be caught lacking like I was a few months ago. I'll, t- I'll tell you that much right now. Like I'm I'm going to get my, my ducks in a row because if, if, if they come a knocking again, I want to make sure that I, yeah. I have all my stuff together. For sure. and, and I like yeah. that idea. I like that idea of just it's like prepared. prepping. Prepping. Yes. Prepare yourself for the life, for the future that you want and make sure that you're doing the things and having the right conversation, meeting the right people that are going mm-hmm. to get you much closer to that because it's important because we need people if we, god just wanted us to be one he would have actually created just adam and left it at that with animals mm-hmm. and that would be it yeah. well but just adam right so you got to think about yeah. how each of us plays a role into everyone into everybody's success we help each other that's why you got to find your people you got to find your community you got to know your own village and all that stuff because mm-hmm. within there is where your your dreams continue to rise within there is where you continue to blossom because you're around people that see your potential that see your worth that see your value and they are not afraid of who you're going to become because it threatened who they might become but they are empowered and they are excited to move forward because they know that when you get to that level it's a win for everybody mm-hmm. right and that's mm-hmm. what really matters but a lot of people are scared of that right because they're afraid that if they don't reach their own level i don't want to help you to get there because then what about me but if you're thinking about it in that angle you're already sabotaging your future you're already sabotaging your blessing because you're holding yourself back from giving someone what they needed at that time when you know truly that they would come back for you, but you wanted to hold it for what reason, right? And that's the mentality that we also have to change as a human race, not to be afraid of someone that we see that's another level than us. Because like you said before, we don't know have it together. I surely don't, but I have experience. I know what I know and I know what I have and I know the potential that is within me that can add value to the world. I'm not afraid of that. But at the end of the day, that doesn't mean I have all the answers. It means that I am willing to continue to learn. I'm challenging myself to continue to learn each and every day. And that is the point that you would never stop learning because the moment you stop learning is the moment that you're dead. And I am telling you now, I need to stop learning when I'm old and gray. So there's lots of things that we need to do. So if you're the smartest one in the room, leave, go find another room. Yeah. You need to find another room. I like that. (laughs) You're in the wrong room. You're in the wrong room. You're in the wrong room. You know, so that's my, that's my philosophy. 
Go out there. And that's how you continue to maintain a thriving mindset because you're constantly challenging your mind. You're constantly challenging your body. You're constantly challenging your wants, your needs, your dreams in itself because you want to see something more come out of you. Come out of you. Come out of the dreams that you have. Come out of your business. Come out of your family. Come out of your friendship. Come out of your marriage. Everything. You want to see more. So that's why you're learning. You're itching to learn. You're itching to have different conversation. And you're itching to see who more, like what more you can become. And that's so exciting. I don't know how to yeah. describe it to people. It's exciting. Finding out new things about myself is like Christmas Day. Because I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't know I could do this. Okay. I'm putting it right there. I'm putting it right there. Because honestly, when I... When I think about it to my earliest days, I wrote a book as, at the age of 17. I wrote a manuscript. Mm. I was scared out of my mind. And it was a very deep and dark manuscript about the terrible things that had happened to me as a child. From the mm. moment of the one highlights of where my own biological father almost sold me into sex slavery. Like, literally. Took me to the house mm. and was like, this is where I want your future to be. And God mm. saved me from there. But just thinking about it. And then I was like, I'm not a writer. Somebody came to my mom's house and was like, we should publish. I was like, I'm not a writer. I don't want people to see my messy life because I'm not going to have any friends. Guess what? I still don't have any friends for two years. I was isolated in a small town in Belgium, and I was the only person that could speak fluent French. I was still alone. And then I grew up going to college. And then in 2019 or 2017, God is pushing me. Write that book. Write that book. Write that book. And I was like, fine. I'll do it as a journal. I did the journal, sent it to Africa, and used it for an unfinished school to, to see and see what it would help them. Came back, good news. And I was like, okay, he's, God is still there. Write the book, not a journal. I asked you to write the book. And I'm like, but I don't know how to publish. I don't have a published agency. He's like, do it yourself. I want you to put that message out there and see what happens. See what happens in your life. And I did it. I did it, Jonathan. I wrote the book and I published it. And a company in the UK joined in and helped me to publish the book in 2019. And I was amazed. And that was 10 chapter series of 10 difficult things that has happened in my life. And I'm 35 and there's more to still come. That's yeah, just been flashing yeah. the surface. But God was like, I want you to empty what you've been carrying along for this time. And that was me doing that audit to release those baggages that I talked about that was not necessary anymore. Because at this point, I had moved to a new country. I was newly mm -hmm. married. And that anger can no longer serve me. And I can't hold on to it. So you got to let it go. So that's why that audit helps you. Because it helps you maintain that thriving mindset. It keeps you completely focused on where you want to go. So that way yeah, you're not course. deviating and you're not doing the wrong things. So spending time nursing feelings and emotions that no longer is for you to carry, but for God to carry and for you to use it or help other people move forward. So that's how yeah. I look yeah. at it. Situations would always challenge you, but some things will continue to repeat itself until you learn what you're supposed to learn. But if you don't look within to understand and ask yourself that difficult question, am I being stubborn and don't want to change my ways because I'm being stubborn? Or is it because I don't understand and I need help? you're going to constantly be repeating the same thing. And you ask yourself, how long do you got? Because it's a big world out there waiting for you to come in and do your miraculous work too, because you've been blessed with it. So don't mm -hmm. waste it. Don't waste a single second, which takes us back again to time. Every single minute is so precious. It's up to you to decide how you want to use it. If you waste it, you can't get it back, right? So that's yeah, just yeah. how things You can't get it back. It's gone. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And even like backtrack just a tad because like I, I love that that bit that you dropped about like even having like a community and like yeah. if you got people in in your community that are afraid to see you succeed or if you are afraid to see other people in your community succeed, then yes. like you are sabotaging 
you're blessing, you're sabotaging your growth, you're sabotaging everything like that. So I want to, I like, I want to hang out there a little bit because I feel like I haven't really talked about, like, I've talked about like the community piece. I've talked about that, but I haven't talked about the importance of like celebrating other people. And again, going back to like that scarcity, that scarcity mindset, scarcity versus abundance, right? Because like scarcity tells us, and and it's more like fear is like, if they succeed, I will never get what I want, which is like, that's not true. That's a lie, right? If you are operating out of abundance within community, celebrating, congratulating, not being a hater, right? And really uplifting and empowering the skills, the knowledge, the accolades, all the things that are happening for your, the person within your community, yo, like- like one, you live a more joy-filled life. You are yeah. happier, right? <laughs> but also you are able to see the opportunities for you. You're not mm-hmm. blinded by like that hate, right? You're not blinded by like that scarcity. You're not right. like honed in on that one thing. And I think that that is incredibly crucial and incredibly important as you're like doing this life audit, as you mentioned, of like mm-hmm. of like what is important, what is valuable to you. Yeah. And, and a crucial important part of that is like having a community that is going to hold you not only accountable to that, mm-hmm. but like push you, yo, challenge you, and encourage you to grow and to yeah. encourage you to like, yo, like you need a different perspective on this thing here. <laughs> right. And, and I think that that's so, so, so important. Right. And, and mm-hmm. I think it's hard to like give a framework around this is how you like get a community. This is how you do that. But I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. Like how have you found your your people? How have you found those those people, those ones that do that for you? Honestly, I think it's just it's also your person. It's who you are. It starts with you. It mm-hmm. starts with self, right? It's the self. I need to I have always told myself that this is the kind of people I want, this is the things that I need in my life, and this is how I'm going to become that person. You need to know who you are. It goes back to yourself, right? And then you need to know who is going to be able to help you be that person more and more every single day? And then when you're thinking about that, you're thinking in a context of one, looking close to home, your family. How were you raised if you come from a happy home and everybody encouraging you and really kind of teaching you and giving you, you know, good discipline? Your mother will tell you not to do that and your father will tell you not to do that. Awesome. Take from that. Take from that. Write it down. If you come from a broken home like I did, but somebody, somebody is always going to see your worth. And if somebody doesn't, you're going to have to see your worth like I did for a very long time. But I was grateful because my mom always kept on reminding me for the energy that she could muster. There is something special in you. There is so much in you, honey. You have to hold on to that. Even days where I can't tell you and I won't be with you all the time, you have to remember that you were made for something bigger in this world. Even if when you're literally inside a gutter, you're poor, you're broke, You have something that this world needs and you have something that this world would want to actually learn from you. Hold on to it. So take that challenge and also continue to nurture yourself, right? See therapies, hang out with people that really kind of brings out the best of you and allow you to be yourself. And how do you do that? You look at your community, the school that you go to. Who is in your circle of friends at school? Who are you chatting to? Who are the people that you're having conversation with? And those sort of conversations, are they just surface conversation or are they deep conversations? Mm-hmm. Where you're talking about like, oh, how's your mom? Like what's happening in your family life? Like how is home going, right? And what are the difficult challenges or what's going well for you? What are you planning with your life? You're talking about your future. You're talking about things that you want to, to accomplish and you're brainstorming with these people constantly. Mm-hmm. That's your village. That's your village. Yep. I tell people this, and I've been doing this even till this day, when I meet somebody new, I let them know from the very get-go. If it's somebody that I want to really grow a friendship with and have a good relationship, I tell them and say, hey, listen, 
This is the kind of relationship I'm looking for, an honest one where I can be myself. I want you to actually join this relationship knowing that you're going to propel me to move forward. You're going to help me be my better self because I'm going to pour into you. I'm a lover by heart, but trust is hard for me. But I would love anybody. I love people easily. It comes naturally. Mm -hmm. But I also use that love and make sure that I don't use it to to blind myself. So that's why I'm honest from the very get-go and let people know what are my intentions with this relationship. Mm -hmm. I tell people in my friends, listen, we're going to, a relationship for me, a friendship for me, is like a marriage. The only thing we're not doing is we're not sleeping together. But everything else goes. And that's the truth. Everything else goes. I need you to be in, committed. 50% where I'm pouring in, you're pouring in. Some days I might be high. Some days it might be low. Other days it might be high. It might be low. We're just going to be moving back and forth. But at the end of the day, we both have to pour in. And that's why I come in very much forward. I tell people up front so they know what to expect. Right? When you come into my life, this is how you'll be. What I have, I will share with you. So first thing to do, growing and finding your people is... If you're in school, if you're at work, take a look at the conversations you're having. The people that make you feel so yourself that you don't even have to think about laughing and snorting while you're laughing or, yeah. you know, because <laughs> some people, you know, they just make you, make you know that you don't fit in. But look at the people that make you fit in, that make your soul feel so at rest, that make you feel so happy when you're in their presence every time you want to hang around them. Those are the people that you need to tell. I really appreciate the way you make me feel. I want to continue to learn from you and I want to continue to be in your presence. Now, sometimes some people might be harder if you're an introvert or an extrovert. might be different at all levels. But be able to challenge yourself to look at your surrounding. If it's people that you even meet on LinkedIn and you were talking business before, but you see a commonality because you're looking at the activities and they have similarities as you, reach out to them. Let them know that, mm-hmm. hey, I saw that you actually like badminton or basketball. Would you like to go and watch a game sometimes? And then see the relationship move forward from there. You don't have to force things. You don't have to. And if you want to actually grow even deeper, pick up a book, ask people. I'm rooted in this book. This is what it means to me. This is what I hope to gain out of it. I would love to do it with you. And see who shows up to want to really deepen that relationship. And don't be afraid as well with the people that you already have to see whose friends have already aspired, aspired past your due dates, right? Mm-hmm. Have this conversation and ask them and say, okay, what's happening in your life today? Where do you want to go? And you're having difficult conversations with them and making sure that, again, like you said before, you're not afraid to celebrate their win and they're not afraid to celebrate yours. Because you got to take a close look, right? You got to take a close look to make sure that they're not holding you back or they're not pretending to cheer right behind you. They're literally rooting for you to fall down the gutter. You got to be very careful and you got to very much state your needs and your wants and your expectations. So that way it's easy and everybody's walking towards a mutual goal. Because that's what I said, it's like marriage. Because you marry someone that you don't know. You get to know them as friends, hopefully, and then you get married because you're in love. But what happens in that? My mom always says marriage is like it's the school that you never graduate from. Because your marriage and you're constantly learning about each other's needs, spaces, you know, like what that person likes. And you keep changing. So the same person you even married at the beginning might not be the same. That's friendship too. You will change because life is happening. You might endure loss. You might go through something difficult. Pregnancy loss, friendship loss, family member dying, job promotion, moving countries. All these different things that might happen to you and you will change because of it. Let them know. Have that conversation. Let the people closest to you understand where you're coming from, where you also want to go. So that way you give them a chance to tell you as well. 
if it's something that they want, because you're offering them that opportunity to be part of this journey. So you can also be part of their journey. Offer yeah. them that. And don't be afraid to let them know, you know, what your expectations are for yourself and how they can also help you get there and ask them, what do they want from you? Ask mm-hmm. them as well. Cause that's why I ask people from this relationship, what can I give you that you don't already have? How can I make you be a better person? And how can I get you closer to your dream? Because I want them to ask me the same thing too. And then I can tell them this and that and this. You can draw them a list. You can give them a picture, something. So that way you're moving in the right direction. That's how it works. Because we can get lost looking at people and thinking so many people are friends because they, they, they put it in a nice way and our eyes get blurred because all oh, the things look nice, the luxury, all these different things that sometimes some people bring in just to not talk about deep matters. Ask yourself, if you're going to the same house, you're having conversation and it's very surfaced, that's already a red flag. Start looking within. Are they even capable of having difficult conversation or real mm-hmm. talk? Like your podcast, yep. right? Are they yep. capable of real talk? That's the people you need to be around. Who calls stuff out? My friends, if I'm actually being extra, they tell me straight to my face. Straight to my face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My yeah. Them. You would never hear me or any of my friendship that would tell you and say, oh, Effie, or somebody would come out and tell you and say, Effie said that about you. Never. Mm-hmm. And I got that from my mom because that right there is loyalty and that right there is caring for someone so deeply that you trust them and you love them, that you can go and talk to them as an adult, as someone you respect in their face yeah. so you can give each other a chance to resolve it. You would never hear me say, oh, if I got a problem with someone, I go right to the source. And I want them to be able to walk it out with me in a private setting so we can move forward with trust, with honesty, knowing how we've wronged one another. Don't go around telling the whole village. That one person's yep. right there. Yep. They know that they've upset you. Talk to them so that way you can actually build a stronger relationship. That's real talk. That's real friendship because you're not afraid to call each other out, push each other when the other person is doing so little, when they should be doing a lot with your dreams. And you should be challenging each other each and every day and having conversations that are not easy, but are the ones that help you continue to thrive forward. That right there. I like that. Is, I like that. Right? Yeah, I like that. I like that. And it's you're speaking to something that I like really appreciate too. It's like even that piece of evaluating how much time like is going into a relationship and like what's being reciprocated, right? Like oh, if yeah. I give an 80% in a friendship or 80% in a relationship, that's not a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like I am, it's transactional and they're getting a whole lot more from me than it's not mutually beneficial. You know what I'm exactly. saying? And like you said, it's ebb and flow, right? Sometimes it is going to be that 80% where that person yeah. needs support, needs care, needs love and everything like that. But like if it is mm-hmm. always like that, when you're always questioning, you're always walking on eggshells and you're always wondering, you're always curious about where where that friendship or where that, yeah. that kind of relationship is, that ain't it, fam. Like that it really that really is. Mm-hmm. There's always a question mark on the relationship. If you are in that presence and like you share something that's incredibly mm. exciting to you and they yeah. don't share that same excitement with you, if you say something that's difficult and they don't like match that same energy of like, yo, like that's really hard. Or even just like, listen or with you, like maybe you need to adjust how much time you give to that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you need to adjust yeah. the investment of time you're giving to that, that relationship and, and examining those, yes. those expiring relationships is, is something that's <laughs> I like, I like that you said that. Cause it's, it's so important. Like how often do we keep people in our lives that ain't, Think about that ain't supposed to be there no more? 
You know, like, think about why would I, food. Yeah. Let's see from used food. Yeah. Think about the grocery that's we have in our cupboard, the food that we have yep. in our freezer. A lot of things, they have inspirational day. Do they not? Yes. Mm-hmm. We do too. It's called the day we go back to yeah. our creator, the day we die. So you got to utilize all that time. We have this long lifetime that we don't know what our inspirational date is. And that's where the sweet challenge is. And also where sometimes I know it can be scary, but we have one. The whole world has one. Think about your fridge. If you don't eat it, you don't look at that mozzarella. And then the day that you decide and go, oh, you know what? I see you every day, but I don't want you. And then the day you decide that you want to go back to that mozzarella, and then it's expired and there's a bunch of stuff on it, you chalk it out. Think about it as your friendship. The expired one, people who usually call you when they got some problem, constantly calling you and going and just dump on you, but never allow you to sort of gather yourself Mm -hmm. and recover from what has been shared. They hang up the phone because you've already poured into them and now you're empty. You feel me? So that's the kind of relationship you need to be aware of. People that are always draining you mentally, physically, spiritually, but never filling up your tank because they leave you drained. That's not a friendship. That is the word they use right there, transactional. They just want to take from you and take from you because they know there's something, there's something powerful in you that helps them move forward. But they don't want to even put a little bit back into you. That is not a friendship. That's someone one side. And yes, there might be stages no. where someone is actually going through the work and they are going through hard stuff and they will come and at you and tell you all this stuff. That's been me. But at least there is no question mark and you don't know where you stand in that relationship. You just know that they are going through a season that is just very mm-hmm. difficult and you'll be patient. Yeah. With them. But at least you Absolutely. understand where you stand. Let people know where they stand in your relationship. My friends, they don't doubt where they are because that's my job. It's my job to ensure that they know where they stand in my life. Every single day, you were loved. You were you were blessed. I, I I see you far or near. My circle is small, but every one of them, I pour into their life because they poured into mine constantly. They check on me. They call me. Mm-hmm. They FaceTime me. Mm-hmm. They tell me their dreams. They include me. So that's what I mean by saying those aspire friends because some people just see you there on a the shelf, admiring yeah. you, knowing that you're there and using that as an advantage because you're kind, you're sweet, you're a loving person. But then when it comes to the hardcore stuff, they never call you to ask for an advice. But when it comes to them telling you about their drama or issues that's happening, sometimes also self-induced, they know where to find you and just dump it and then go back. And, you, and just dump it and, and then, then they, they feel better and, and they leave. Yep. And that's, and because you'll hear back from you them for weeks. Don't, they go through that shelf, yep. right? That visual shelf. Oh, who is there that would take this? Or oh, that one can't stand it because I can't go there, but I know what they, what their purpose is in my life. So it's like making sure that you know where people put you and where you stand in a relationship. So that way you're just not somebody's old mozzarella in the fridge. And then they just come when they feel like, oh, yeah. you know, I haven't looked at you for a while. I'm at as well. As if they're forcing themselves to come and talk to you. And it's not even something that's going to leave you blessed or leave you happy, but it's just going to leave you questioning yeah. and going, what was that even about? That's enough. That is not the community yeah, that you yeah. need. You need community yeah. of people that you can go to their house unannounced. My friend, she lives next door. If I'm hungry and she's going through, she has two kids and she's stressing out. I'm like, I'm coming to you. I would take my lunch or my dinner. I would go there and sit there, watch her kids, play with her kids and sit there and talk to her because I'll help her wash the dishes while she goes shower, go and sleep, stretch your legs, do something, mm-hmm. take them to the park. That's friendship. For me, that's community. That's important to me. People coming to your house and knowing mm-hmm. when it's difficult or when you're not yourself and when you're quiet. That's the important one. Yep. When people, this is how you know your friends. And I'll say this and leave it there. When you are quiet the most, and if you're a talkative person and your community sense that you're quiet, 
and they know, that's when you know you've got good community. Because somebody's going to call you and be like, hey, Effie, mm-hmm. what's going on? Like, no text message, nothing. Like, you're not even... You're not even engaging. You didn't even smile at the emoji. They would know. That's how you build friendship. Because every day you spend time knowing the other person. You're asking the other person, what upsets you? What brings you joy? If anything is wrong with you, how do I know? I ask my friends this all the time. If something is wrong with you, what are the signs that I should look out for? So that way, when I'm in your presence or when I'm also out of your presence, if I sense it or if I notice it, I know to come running to you. It's important the way you teach your kids to call on you or send out a signal. You give them a nice magical word. If, for example, they're being kidnapped or something's wrong and then you you talk to them and you have that code. It's the same thing you have to have with your friends. So that way, when they are down, you know exactly when they need you and you can go without them even asking. That's the kind of friendship I I pray for Mm -hmm. everyone. The ones I have that I nurture, that because they nurture me, it's the one I pray for everybody, to have community and people that love them and have an open door policy, that my home is your home, my heart is your heart, because if you treasure yours, you know how to treasure mine. That's the importance. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I love that. And and I've kept you long enough. I mean, you dropped so 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 much. I mean, I'll ask you for I'll sure. ask you one question and just I want to only hold you for like a minute okay. one more minute. <laughs> but I'm curious cuz we talked about so many things. We talked about, you know, a life audit. We talked about how to yes. like make some changes in your mm-hmm. life. We talked about community and and creating like a a thriving community. And I think a lot of these things, a lot of these concepts that we have shared and talked about kind of like move us away from like this thriving or, or excuse me yes. surviving kind of mindset or like scarcity mindset yes. into something more like thriving and abundance joy happiness yes. fulfillment all those different things like if we 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 do those things we might get closer and closer and closer mm-hmm. to like this idea of thriving i want to like leave the audience with with just one or leave the real family with just a little bit of like yo how do i know that i have like moved out of like scarcity moved out of uh, surviving and into abundance, thriving, uh, fulfillment, happiness. How do I know that I have you know, gotten to that place? Honestly, or at least you gotten would closer know to that place. When you have peace in your heart, that's number one. When your peace passes everything, mm. that I'm talking, even if you're pe- your peace, and even things, you know, even if some things are not going as you had planned, but you're at peace knowing that you tried, you gave it your best shot. You're at peace knowing that you're happy with where you are at life, when you look back and see where you started from and where you are now. You're at peace knowing that you're still going to be somewhere else in the future, but just give this season time to pass the wave to rise and just go over for yourself to then blossom out of this, you know, this situation you're, you're currently in or wherever. Peace. It's when you know that you develop a thriving mindset. And on top of that, you also know when every single time you're faced with a challenge, you respond with a positive outlook. And it might not be one that, you know, that, that just comes in and go, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm awesome, I'm great. But it's a, it's a talk, a conversation, a real talk that you have with yourself in those moments that you remind yourself and go, girl, I acknowledge that you're going through this. Or boy, I acknowledge that I'm going through this. But... I will get through this because where I've come from. And like a woman of faith, I say this all the time, that when it's too much for me, I lay my burdens on God. And then I end it with be like, Effie, you just wait and see what God is going to do. You just wait. You know when you are in school and then when somebody, you know, talks to you funny and you tell you that my mom is coming to you, you just wait until you see my mama because she's going to come and she's going to come in here. Oh, you know, that's literally yeah. how I see God. I'm like, oh, wait and see what God is going to do with your life. 
because that challenges me every day because I'm like, you know what? Mm -hmm. He has never disappointed me. I prayed for 10 years for my sister and she arrived 10 years later since the age of nine. And then she arrived when I was about 15. I've been praying for her. And then I had her 10 years later. There are things in my life that God don't bless me immediately, but he blessed me five years, three months, six months. My life is different. Sometimes as a kid, it used to annoy me. I'm like, why can't I just be like everybody else? Look at them. They're buying houses. They're getting married. They're not single. Oh, they have their businesses and it's thriving. Why do I always have to wait? Well, guess what? When it happens, it's so much mm-hmm. sweeter. I don't even think about those things. All I feel is like, oh, I'm so sorry, God. It's better. I'm happy. So be very patient. Be mm-hmm. very thankful. But also cultivate peace each and every day. That right there is how you maintain your thriving mindset. Like and that. using positive psychology, which is a lot of what I use when it comes to my coaching, to remind people that everything you would need in this world is already inside you. That's where that life order and that's where writing your goals give mm-hmm. you that direction so that way you move into with that and you're not moving into what society wants you to do because if somebody's world or reality that we're all living in because they decided this is how they want the world to look this is somebody that said you're pretty you're ugly it wasn't god it was someone's idea but when you have those peace and you have that direction mm-hmm. and you have that goal you have that faith in yourself that trust that confidence in yourself and what you have to offer doesn't matter who is telling you that they just bought their home which is about your car, you celebrate them because you know your season is coming. Mm-hmm. And your season, when it comes, they will celebrate right. with you because they knew how long you've been waiting for it. That in itself is the sweetest joy. That's what I hold on to every single day. But yes, it's not an easy path. You will cry. Mm-hmm. You will get frustrated. You will feel like you have FOMO and you're falling behind. But remind yourself to come back to center. Take that time out. Take away the distractions. Because I find a lot of my root cause at the beginning was social media. Looking at it and thinking I'm supposed to be there, I'm supposed to be there. My life is not like them. I don't have family that has money to give me when I have a dream. It's different. So be cautious. Be very cautious not to allow your life or your wants to be pushed forward by somebody else's idea or by somebody else's reality. Because what they have shouldn't be yours. And you should not be looking at it that way either. So that's where that growth, that self-awareness, that personal work knowing yourself all comes into place. And then when you have that, you have your peace, you have your focus, you have your mindset moving forward, knowing you have direction and you got work to do. How do you get it done? Go into action. That's important. I like that. And I like that. This is That's the quote good. that I kind of really came good. out of my therapy and I'll share that with you guys as well. The purpose of unhappiness is to propel you for change. Think about it. The purpose of happiness is to propel you for change. Yeah. Because if you're happy, what do you have to change? But if you're unhappy with something, your body is asking you that something needs to change. So look, have that audit, look within, change it, and then you have your happiness. But most of all, you have peace because happiness in itself is also very fleeting. But peace is abundant. Yeah, that's so good. Effie, thank you so much uh, for everything you gave to the, <laughs> to, to the Real Fam today. Your wisdom, knowledge journey experience your vulnerability really really appreciate it honor it sister i really appreciate you if anybody wants to get connected with the things that you're doing work with you as a coach anything like that how or even even purchase your book how can folks get connected with you yeah Um, i'd love to hear from you guys you know my door is always open your family to me so you can reach me on my email hello Mm -hmm. at effiefrucci.com my website effifruchi.com. I'm on Instagram, but also not on Instagram. I'm taking a break whenever my soul tells me to, but you can reach me at effifruchi on Instagram. Mm -hmm. You can follow our nonprofit organization at Odihi Empowers. That's O-D-I-H-I Empowers with an X at the end. So yeah, but definitely would love to meet everyone, chat more, 
and just, you know, have people picking my brain if needed. Amazing. All right. Well, I'm going to provide all those things in the show notes. But y'all, this was an incredible episode. If you need to listen back to it, if you need some encouragement, listen back to it. If you need some encouragement, reach out to Effie and be like, yo, I listened to your podcast. Yo, can you? <laughs> and everything like that. So this was phenomenal. Thank you again, Effie. Thank you for really, having really me. Appreciate Keep on going, y'all. You have a purpose. You have worth. You have value in this world. Never allow your fears or your worries or your struggles to make you feel like you're making great moves because you already are just by existing alone. So I appreciate y'all. Keep on going. Keep on fighting the good fight. And thank you, Jonathan, for having me. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Absolutely. This podcast was produced by myself, Jonathan Dumas, with additional production help by the incomparable Lindsay Dumas, with music by the oh-so-talented Mr. Tony Deras. And don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and leave a review. It really helps folks discover the show. Till next time, y'all. Peace.